Hi, welcome to our study of patterns found in God's Word. Today I want to look at the Ten Commandments and at the three levels of understanding His Word, the physical, the spiritual, and the eternal. The Ten Commandments are found in Exodus chapter 20, 1 through verse 17. Moses gives it to the people of Israel when they come out of Egypt. And we're going to look at it here from the physical sense. Galatians 3.24 says, Therefore the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. The Ten Commandments, the law, is a tutor to lead us. We are like children to lead us to Christ who's going to show us the faith and, and how to look at it from a faithful, spiritual perspective. So the Ten Commandments kind of gives us the answer to what. What do I need to do? Well, it's simple. No other gods, no images, no name in vain, and you have to keep the Sabbath. Honor your parents, no murder, no adultery, no stealing, no lying, and no coveting. Ten Commandments are a very simple way to look at it. And this is how you deal with children. You tell them, no, 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 no. But what about the yes? What do I need to know? What do I need to be practicing? Well, when Jesus comes into the world, he's going to give, give it to us from the spiritual perspective. John chapter 1, verse 17 says, The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. So when Jesus comes into the world, he opens our eyes to understand the, the spiritual. So he tells us the greatest commandment, all the Old Testament law is rolled up into one, Mark chapter 12, verse 29 to 31, and that simply is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus answers the how. How am I going to accomplish these Ten Commandments? Well, first of all, love the Lord your God with all your heart. We, we need to see that when I become a Christian, it's like a marriage. And when you become married, you don't have other partners. So no other gods before me. I need to love God with my heart, with all my emotion. And then I need to love him with all my soul. No images. We need to put God in our heart. I don't have God at church. I don't have God in the closet. I have him with me wherever I go. Then love him with all your mind. Not, see, they were not allowed to take his name in vain. And in the spiritual sense, we can't take God's name in vain. What we need to understand is when I go to God in prayer, when I go before God in Jesus' name, I need to be thinking intelligently the things that I am asking of God. Not like the Gentiles who just can constantly repeat the things that they want. I need to be really discussing with God the things I would like to see happening in the lives of other people. You know, I need to be using my intelligence. And then love God with all your strength. God's the only God that saw that his people needed to take one day to themselves. The Sabbath, they did not go to church. They did not do anything. They rested. And we need to learn to rest. God's concerned for our strength because it's these physical bodies that are able to help accomplish God's goal by getting the gospel out. So learn to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then our neighbor as ourself. When a person learns to honor their parents, what they're learning is how to respect other people. If a, if a child can't honor the parent, the child is going to be disobedient. And if he's disobedient to the parent, he's totally disobedient to any sort of authority outside of the home front. So I need to be respectful of other people. Uh, I need to, as Jesus says, um, you've heard thou shall not murder. But I tell you, you can't even think about it. You can't even hate somebody in your heart. 
So Jesus is saying, don't even have those thoughts of hatred. You've got to overcome those things. And then uh, thou, you have heard, thou shalt not commit adultery. I say you can't even have lust in your heart. So Jesus takes the Ten Commandments from that physical that the Jews understood it and puts it in our heart on a spiritual level. I need to learn to respect people. I can't hold hatred in my heart, and I can't be lustful in my heart. Then he says, instead of, instead of um, stealing, you need to learn to be giving. If somebody wants your coat, give them your shirt. Freely give as people demand it from you. Don't be a liar. Be honest. Don't let your yes be yes and your no, no. Don't be vowing. If you have to make a vow, then obviously you're a liar. Oh, I promise uh, on God's word that I'm telling the truth. Well, obviously you've been lying before. Yes, yes, no, no. I need to be giving to people. I need to be honest. And then I need to learn to be content. Content with what I've got, and I won't be coveting what my neighbor has. Here's the commandments taken to that spiritual level this is telling me what kind of a person I need to be. Now let's take it one more level and take it to the perfect law of liberty. This is the eternal level. John says, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. If you're a Christian, you've got eternal life. Now when you first become a Christian, you may not really understand that or grasp that. You need to grow into it. And that's what we need to do with the Ten Commandments. You see, we talk about things like omniscience. And people say, well, I don't understand what is um, all these omnis about. Well, as you practice in your life with your walk with God, these words become very true in your life. I know that God is omniscient, all-knowing, because I have no other gods before me, and I love him with all my heart. And if I have questions, he has the answers. And I've always known that through my life with God. But it, it, it's come as a gradual learning process. It's like a husband and wife. As the longer they're together, the richer the love grows for one another and the more they trust in each other. That's what understanding that God is omniscient. Omnipresent is I know that God is with me. Again, he's not in the church. He's not in the closet. He's in my heart. And every time I need to turn to him and talk to him, I know he's there with me. And that's a great comfort that I, that I have, that my soul has as it reaches out for the presence of God. And here's an interesting one, the omnipotent. God is all-powerful. Over years of being a Christian, you've prayed to God. And as you look back over those prayers, you've seen God answer an awful lot of prayers because God is very powerful. And he can answer prayers in this day and age. So I put my confidence in him. See, when I first became a Christian, my prayers weren't as strong as what they are today because they weren't based on a confidence. They weren't based on experience. But now, as a Christian, I'm learning to walk in the eternal, and I'm learning to be the person I need to be through this relationship that grows with my Lord and Savior. And omnibenevolent. The omnibenevolent is, is the understanding that though you've got all these rules in the New Testament, I need to understand that everything that God teaches me is for my benefit, for my, my betterment always. Imitate. Um, I believe that if you learn to honor your parents and you learn to respect other people, those that have brought you into the body of Christ, those are the ones you want to learn to imitate. Uh, you imitate your parents because of the way that they brought you up. You imitate those that brought you into the body of Christ. Paul says, imitate me as I have, 
as I imitate Christ. So I need to learn to be imitating more of the, those that set a good example for me to follow. And he said, don't kill, don't hate. But as a Christian, you know, you need to learn to love your enemies, reach out and touch their lives. They're the ones that you can really, uh, you really need to reach out and touch. Don't lust, be hospitable. What are you doing for the lives of other people? Am I looking at people for advantage or am I looking at people for opportunity to bring them to Christ, to treat people reasonably? Um, do not steal, learn to give. When people come to you, are you dependable? Do not lie, uh, be honest, and be very considerate of others. Um, do not be coveting, learn to be uh, satisfied with what you have. We need to learn to be thankful. When I look at these, I see these are the result of a life in Christ. And these are qualities that will start to uh, be seen inside of me as I learn to walk with God and have faith in him. You see, it's not just the Ten Commandments because they are so don't do, don't do, don't do. But Jesus brings it to that level of um, understanding of what do I need to do. And then through maturity, we start to see these are the way I feel as a Christian. And my confidence with God just simply continues to grow. And it's that example of confidence that helps win others to Christ. These are the three different levels, the physical, the spiritual, and the eternal level of, of a way of looking at the Ten Commandments that I hope opens your eyes to a few understandings. Thank you very much.